you know, I imagine that this podcast, like, there'll be like a, there's gonna be like intro music, like, and then you know, it's like, uh, what's whatever the name of this podcast is. This 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 podcast doesn't have a name. Does anyone have a name for this podcast? Uh, I remember when me and you were talking in the car. The first thing that came to mind was Chatty Chips. Yeah, Chatty Chips. So it'll be like. And then it's gonna go into like chatty chips <laughs> or something. And it'd be like a late be night TV pop? show. <laughs> you said city <laughs> pop. Yeah. <laughs> we have to uh, we have to get someone on Fiverr to make our our city pop podcast intro, but yeah, that'll be that'll be the next step. You know, it's it's crazy. I have to do all that before I can actually even upload this podcast to anywhere. So that kind of sucks, but this is going to be the behind the scenes that's uploaded like in 10 years when we finally have people who are listening. <laughs> I mean, I don't see why this can't be the intro. This is episode 0. The... 0. Yep. This is the test 1 yeah. 2 3 ABC Cookie Monster. <laughs> No, you both sound fine. It's our EP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, not the full album, but the uh, the first, uh, yeah. Okay, well, welcome to this podcast. Um, we haven't decided on a name. We don't know where this is going to go yet. So that shows you how prepared we are. Um, it's going to go to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> we should probably say our names. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. Are we using real names? Um, mine. It's mine gonna chunky pulp. Okay, fine, fair enough. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bubble Mouse and Shrimpy. We used to stream a lot on Kinder Chips, and then we stopped that for a while. We might come back to that, uh, but now we're trying a different format, and we're gonna see if this is any good. So here we are. The the plan is to mostly talk about uh, video gaming stuff, but I think that might that might change. Knowing how we are and knowing how these kind of things go, um, but the idea is to hopefully just talk about gaming stuff. But I think we'll kind of branch out a little bit on um, on some other topics. I wanted to actually take this, and, and you know, it was it's funny because we were talking about doing this podcast thing for a while. I, you know, I don't, I don't know when I want to start this. I don't know when what I want to do. But just this week, we had all the big Xbox leaks that happened in the in the news, and it it was like it was like um oh man, can I say this? It was, it was like um the fappening. Can I say that? Oh, <laughs> that's a little what bit is spicy. <laughs> okay, okay. We, we can't so, get into what the fappening is. We just we can't. I don't, could, I don't know. Eric, I mean, Eric, give us the, where give us the Twitter version, or I'm sorry, give us the X version. No, it's not called Twitter anymore. What's what's the X version? Um, Go ahead. It was uh, PG-13. a series of <laughs> yeah. It was a series of unconsensual picture sharing. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. So I'm not saying it was in the same sense of like that, but like more so like leaks just kept happening and happening and happening. Now, I think the fappening was more of like a week long thing, if I remember correctly. And uh, it definitely sucked for people that it happened to. So this is not the same caliber, but like just that the day that it happened for the Xbox stuff, um, it was it was just nonstop, like uh, all the all the video game 
uh, journalist outlets were, were just going crazy and and like you know leak after leak after leak kept happening. I think it's stopped now. happening. When or where? Where? I mean, you know, that's a good question. Uh, the the main idea is that the leaks were, uh, you know, because right now, you know, Microsoft is in court, you know, with the FTC about the whole Activision acquisition thing, which actually hasn't happened yet. Um, it's still been in progress, but it could happen at any moment. But apparently these got leaked, uh, you know, from the from the court hearings. Now, there's been a lot of back and forth, like, oh, you know, Microsoft did it, oh, the court did it. So it basically, uh, they're, they're kind of like not trying, they're, they're blaming each other. And we don't really know how these got leaked. But, you know, the fact that the, the documents were used in court, someone definitely leaked it. And we're talking like emails, uh, pictures of concept consoles, you know, messages, like, like real serious leaks, you know. Um, no one's going to jail, but it's definitely stuff that is, um, you know, some of it's kind of questionable, some of it's whatever, so. Well, if, if it was used in court, it's all public knowledge. That's kind of typically how it goes with court, if I'm not mistaken. That was one of the things that when Elon Musk was going to get taken to court over the whole Twitter thing, mm-hmm. the whole thing was that Elon Musk was like, oh, Twitter has to disclose, you know, all the bot accounts and how many bot accounts are that there are versus the real accounts. And Twitter didn't want to disclose that. So when Twitter was going to send uh, Elon Musk to court, ultimately they were going to have to disclose to the courts what the ratio was between bot and people accounts. So people were saying that at the end, Elon Musk was going to get what he wanted. Um, yeah. So if that was the case and 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 they it was all shit that they were going to use for court, it was all going to be public knowledge anyway. When they, when they say leaks, it definitely makes it seem like uh, the public wasn't supposed to know about some of these documents. I don't know if there's like any jurisdiction as to what is allowed versus what isn't. But a lot of the emails and stuff was definitely confidential, you know, especially prior to the court hearings. And a lot of this stuff is from, you know, 2020 to, to now. We can, uh, we can just start getting into it and, you know, discuss and, and see what you guys think. Um, okay, so I, I, no, no matter whether it was actual leaks versus somebody pointing out, oh, look what's in the public domain right now, it's straight up less like the community is just like making it a big deal. It's a big deal. I think I think some of it's definitely a big deal, especially, uh, you know, I, I can't believe we, you know, people still argue about Xbox versus PlayStation versus Nintendo like it's uh, like we're still in high school. Um, but yeah, you know, it it still happens. It still happens. I I have all three, so like I can't. I, I I support all the brands, like you know, so I can't even complain. I think it's one of those things where like a lot of people are still in that console wars type thing. It's like, well, if you can't afford a PlayStation Five, just say that. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's so you know actually you know what now that you mentioned that let's let's jump into this this bullet point here so there was a there was some information about okay okay first of all i fucking hate xbox for this because they do they do this shit where you know we went from xbox right to xbox 360 to xbox one to xbox series x and xbox series s right and I feel like the Xbox Series X and S was already so fucking confusing to begin with, so I already wasn't happy about that. But basically, um, there was a you know a statistic as of April 2022 uh, about 75% of Xbox Series owners were gaming on a Series S 
versus a Series X. What's the difference? <laughs> That's a, same question. Okay. 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 So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna dumb it down because I'm not I'm not a I'm not an Xbox person, but I do know that they're, the the big difference is okay. The X is better than the S, right? The X is bigger. Uh, the X has a disk drive where the S doesn't. So the S is like like a pure digital cloud system, right? Like you're you're using that shit for Game Pass basically. And then the X, I think it does 4K. It has a better processor. It's more powerful than the S. The price difference, though, and I feel like this is kind of self-explanatory to this point. The Xbox Series X is four hundred ninety-nine. The Xbox Series S is two hundred ninety-nine, or three hundred and forty-nine if you go for the one terabyte. Hmm. A difference of at least one hundred fifty dollars for the disk drive and for the performance. Basically. Mm. Mm. But that's a big thing too, though, right? Because if you get the s you're kind of getting short into the stick because even though you are on a next-gen console you're not really getting next-gen performance yeah and i i think well so i have beef with how they did it this way because you know if i'm not mistaken and and you know anyone listening can fact check me i think the series x is actually more powerful than the ps5 i think they've literally proven that the 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 hardware and the processing power is better than the PS5, but then the Series S is considerably less powerful. I don't know if it's like that less powerful than the PS5, but here's an example. So Baldur's Gate 3, I'm going to find an excuse to talk about Baldur's Gate 3 in this podcast every time. So hey, Baldur's Gate time. 3, you know, it came out for PC, and then it's off for PS5, which is great. The reason why it's not out on Xbox Series anything uh, is because the Series S, and not just with Baldur's Gate 3, Developers are having a hard time trying to compensate for the Series S a lot of the time. For example, Baldur's Gate Three will not have split screen on the Series S. It just they just it just can't handle it. So wow. you'll have you'll have split screen on the X, but if you're playing on the S, you will not have split screen. I think the game still runs at sixty frames, but that's just an example of like you know the Series S is just kind of holding things back, you know. It is a really shitty thing for who, the people who made Xbox to like release something that's just not to the top of what they can do right now. It's just like, why not just make the next generation console the best that it can be? You have that option. Like, why give people the option of being like, hey, you want like a little dumbed down version? Here you go. It's just, I don't see the point. Is it like for the affordability to be like, oh, see, you don't, you, if you just want Game Pass. You just want to play casually. This is your option. Is it that? But like at the same time, why would you do that when you have the ability to make a better console? Like I just don't get it. I think you bring up a good ass point, but I'm going to play devil's advocate and I'm going to say it's because they're taking advantage of parents and people who don't know better. <laughs> so oh like christmas presents i want christmas the next presents. generation like, xbox oh, look, yep it's the new xbox look it's it's and and they're like oh this is this is a new xbox that can play all the new games um and it's considerably cheaper than this xbox that can play the same games let me just get it you know for my 10 year old so that he can play fortnite with his buddies and you know just everybody's happy they're intentionally creating a cheaper less efficient console for people who couldn't be bothered with performance 
who just want to get their be, kid the newest thing. I'd be quite convinced of that if the Xbox S and X were released right before Christmas to take advantage of the people who actually want to pay attention. Cool. But the parents who just have to, here's your cheap option. See, you'll still buy it, right? Like, is it like that? It did. Did it release right before Christmas? I think it did. It, I think I think it dropped. Yeah, like in the. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think the PS5 and the Xbox Series is uh, dropped around the fall time. I I think and there's and I know there's a term for this. I don't know what the term is, but you know it's the thing of like you know oh you know you can get an Xbox for five hundred dollars or you can get this Xbox for three hundred dollars. You know you're you're almost creating. Um, this pocket demand of like, you know, like, oh, you're going to save money by getting the $300 Xbox versus the $500 Xbox. And, you know, again, I don't think this statistic is a surprise, right? Of course, yeah, 75% of people of, of, of last year uh, bought the cheaper Xbox. Yeah, of course that's going to happen. Now, I've heard that there are reports that it's getting closer to 50-50. Um, but even still, I don't think it's a surprise. I think, I think it's just a, a notification of like, you know, Obviously, they did a good job of marketing the S, but then it doesn't matter because the PS5 has just sold more in general. Still, to this day, it's still sold more. It's still like blowing sales out the water compared to the Xbox Series X and S. I don't know how much, I don't know if that's like X and S combined, but I know for sure that PS5 is outselling the Xbox right now. You think also it was like a thing where, you know, people were recovering from COVID. So it's just like, oh, let's give them a cheaper version, a cheaper option. And then when they have the money later, they can upgrade to the X. I can see that. I, I I feel like I feel like, and I'm not I'm not a business analyst. I feel like the winning strategy would have been to make an Xbox that was four hundred dollars with almost the same power as the X, and just kind of call it there and just be like, this is the new Xbox. And I guarantee, I, well, I don't guarantee you, but like being four hundred dollars or five hundred dollars. You know, people see that, especially in this economy, people see that I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy the Xbox because it's $400 and it's the same power. You know, I, I always forget that they make PS5s without a disk drive. But Chunky, if, if you have one of these, I'm sorry. I don't know anyone that has the diskless PS5. Is that a thing? Uh, There's people who do. There's people <laughs> who like they, they, they do look for the disk because they're like, I don't, I don't any physical games. What do I need the right. disk for? But I still have games from my PS4 that I have discs for, and I, I want to play them, you know? I invested mm -hmm. in them, so I want a disc. I think that Xbox or Microsoft in general, they tried to play 4D chess, and they tried to corner the market. <laughs> they tried, because yeah. if you think about it, on paper, it makes it's, it's a genius move, right? You release a, a cheaper console that can still play next-gen games uh, for, the, for, the, for the parents and the people who just can't be fucked for performance. And uh, you released the, the Series S. The Series X is for the gamers who they, they're they super into the console wars. They want the best performance, but they're not really PC gamers. And for the PC gamers, it's still Microsoft. You're still going to make money off of the PC gamers. So they tried to corner the entire market. But it's like you said, there's still so many people buying PlayStation 5s because unfortunately you're kind of oversaturating the market. And people are like, well, yeah, I don't know the difference between these fucking consoles let me just get a ps5 mm -hmm. and ultimately sony is still gonna win because <laughs> there it's just a simple business strategy you release a playstation 5 and then a couple years later you release a ps5 pro which would be basically the ps5 version of the xbox series x 
and now everybody who wants better performance is going to dish out for that and whoever doesn't is still going to buy ps5s yeah yeah exactly you know that that'll be another talking point too the the xbox refresh but we'll we'll, we'll get to that in a second on that note there was a leaked comment uh from microsoft about baldur's gate 3 so in, in this comment uh they estimated a five million dollar expense to put baldur's gate 3 on game pass um which um sounds like a lot of money but it's actually not uh because remember when you put a game on game pass you know Instead of buying a sixty to seventy dollar copy, I'm using my ten dollar subscription to basically play this game. So, five million dollars is actually not a lot to put a game on Game Pass, and they're justifying the low monetary amount by describing Baldur's Gate three as quote a second run Stadia PC RPG. I heard um, about that. <laughs> I heard. Yep, I heard about that. That that was scuffed. Um, yeah. Someone who's not familiar with the lingo, tell me as yeah. to why that is offensive. Okay. Um, so Stadia, God, Stadia. Wow. Like that seems like ancient history. Do you, do, uh, do either of you remember Stadia? No. Google Stadia. Okay. Uh, Stadia was Google's answer to cloud gaming. They tried to release this, uh, cloud console that would dropped a couple years ago, maybe, maybe at this point, two or three years ago. And I think it died before it hit the water, honestly. Um, so basically... Uh, this is Microsoft saying, like, you know, in their eyes, it's basically just a whatever RPG, but we'll we'll get it, I guess. It's basically Ooh. how they saw uh, Baldur's Gate 3. They were basically comparing it to a mobile game. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's probably the best way to compare it, yeah. Malo que malo. Who was yeah. this guy? Um, the, the CEO of... I think it was the CEO, right? Yeah. Ooh. how are you gonna say that how are you gonna say that when you own the console oh my god yeah i see i see continue (laughs) that well and and that that was that um and you know again larian being the good sports that they are uh they admitted that uh you know uh microsoft this wasn't the only only entity that doubted that doubted them you know I mean, again, Larian is not like a household name unless you've played like their Divinity games or, or their other games. You don't know who this is. You don't know what they're doing. So, you know, before Baldur's Gate 3 dropped and before the bear sex scene, I don't think a lot of people really knew about um, Baldur's Gate or Larian Studios. So, you know, yes, to, in their defense, they are not the only ones. But I, I don't know if this was in an email or something, but to say that about... To, to, to say that without being informed is, is pretty shitty. Was it in an internal email or was it like an outside, like, oh, you know, somebody outside the company could have heard this? Yeah, I'm trying to see. I, I um, A lot of the stuff was like either emails or I, w- I assume like Teams messages, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that, that is an actual quote. That is that is a, that is a real quote. So just one of those things that I can imagine, like if he's like out, like, you know, just like out of the loop of things larian studios you already said not a household name so he doesn't know larian studios it's just like one of those things where it's just like he's not watching the updated videos of this game even though Mm -hmm. he really should you know but i don't know what a ceo's job is versus those who research like what's up and coming and what you should get on your consoles i can imagine somebody saying this type of comment to another source of hey you know should we get this on on Game Pass, it sounds like a whatever kind of game. 
you know, it sounds kind of whatever. Is mm-hmm. it whatever or is it blah, blah, blah? Like, if it was to gain information, like, that's a, that's a separate thing. And if it wasn't, like, you know, meant to be, like, if, if it wasn't meant to be a public statement on the game to be like, ah, this game seems like shit. It's just like, hmm. At the same time, obviously do your research before you say something like that, but is he, was it like a email intending for others to do research? I think it was like one of those emails where you kind of like you're you're smack talking your clients They're like man can you believe this asshole just came <laughs> in and and I think it was one of those where it's like it was never meant to see the public eye but it was right. just more Ooh. like yeah it was just more like them so when you're their the CEO of Xbox or if you're the CEO of anything I feel like you always have to be careful with whatever you say even if you think you assume it's a support amount or you assume you're doing it in like a team's message. You should always, and you know, I'm no, I'm no CEO, but I feel like if I was a CEO, I would just feel like I'm always being ta- like, I someone's got me tapped on a mic all the time, you know? Yeah. Actually, so, in this day and age. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, that's how I give a comment. Um, you know, obviously me being a, well, all of us really being a Baldur's Gate 3 stand, that's, uh, that sucks. So... <laughs> That's disappointing. Um, it sucks for them. Yeah. yeah. Ultimately, they didn't get it on Game Pass. And not yet. They're not yeah. getting like the best one on the Series S, apparently. So. Right. So right. Suck. Yeah. Well, we still and, have Bloodborne. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. So this one was a big one. I I think in 2020 there was some leaked communication here that Microsoft considered buying Nintendo. And there's a lot of quotes about the big quote is, uh, you know, Phil Spencer, the CEO of Microsoft, saying that, you know, getting Nintendo would be a great career moment. Um, it's just taking a long time for Nintendo to realize their future exists off of their own hardware, he wrote. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't Jeez. see the rest of that quote. <laughs> that's that's kind of ballsy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The man is the king of passive aggressiveness. What the fuck? Or like backhand compliments. I hear, do you think that'll actually happen though? No, no, I don't think there's enough support for Microsoft that you know that anyone would think it's a good idea. That and uh, this was years ago. This had to be like maybe a decade ago. But I read somewhere that Pokemon by itself makes up a huge percent of Japan's uh, gross domestic product. Mm-hmm. And for an American company to buy one of Japan's biggest imports or exports, I mean, is kind of ballsy. Like that's one you're you're like not even not even considering the whole antitrust thing that that would entail. Um, like you're you're talking about basically an entire company handing over right one of their like money makers to an american conglomerate like that's yeah. not that's not gonna happen they're in court for just activision imagine pokemon and nintendo they're like there's i feel like there's no way that would pass i feel like they would have to fight one property at a time too like they would have to like successfully get a low-end property nintendo like line in order to like start even showing it's just like oh yeah see we can do this right they wouldn't be able to get all of Nintendo all at once. That'd be crazy. And and all of the. And I think the Bank of Tokyo involved. has a huge stake on on Nintendo too. So mm-hmm. you're you're talking about just taking over a huge part of an entire nation's economy, and calling yeah. it a huge career move for Microsoft mm-hmm. is like that's it's kind of ballsy, bro. 
<laughs> it's multiple entities you're fighting that you don't even know you're getting to a fight with. Yeah, yeah no, Microsoft, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I feel like that would that would truly be like the death of Nintendo if they actually got bought out by Microsoft. I mean, just assuming Microsoft has that much money, you know. You know, I, I would actually go the other way, and I would say it would be the death of Microsoft if they would try to go after Nintendo. Mm. Because if they try to go after Nintendo, Nintendo can fight antitrust and be like, no, this is they're trying to monopolize the gaming industry. And that can open up a can of worms for other American companies to fight that and be like, hey, why why does Microsoft own this? Why does Microsoft own that? And it'll be like it'll be like uh, like like back in the '40s where big oil was broken up into different companies. Yeah, yeah. Be like that. Like I, I think they're risking. Microsoft would be risking themselves by trying to uh, monopolize. Basically, they're trying to do what Disney's doing, but they're getting challenged a lot more than Disney is. Also, I just don't think that, for the sake of like Nintendo fans, it's not really like yes, of course, the performance, um, like the graphics and all that, and the storyline, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Mortal Kombat one. Cough, cough. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> but it's but just I don't like know how Nintendo see, still like, has like. I mean, I know how they still it, have though. fans, but I don't yeah. know how they still have like fans that 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 swear up and down that Nintendo's the best console. Like they haven't been the. That's best That's the thing. It's just like decades. Nintendo fans aren't Nintendo fans because of the performance or because of like the graphics or anything like that. They're fans because of characters. They're fans because of the releases. They're fans because of like the the types of games that you play on Nintendo are not the types of games that you play on PS4. It's just like, Nintendo has Super Mario Brothers and it has Smash, and I, I don't care what anyone says, there has not been, it, uh, in my opinion, there has not been a game that has done like the Smash style on any other console successfully in the way that Smash has done it. Oh, you're it's right. Just like, you're right. So it's just like yeah, the PlayStation All Stars. No, the 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 Nicktoons one. (laughs) (laughs) Nice try. Uh, It just no. It's just like they have style and they have a property that keeps people there. So it's not the graphics and it's not the performance that's what's keeping people there. It's that. I don't see Nintendo really losing a lot of fans. And once again, there's such like a huge like. There's such a huge amount of people who love Pokemon and will get every Pokemon game no matter how bad it is or no matter what happens with it. It's just like they are dedicated as all heck and I just don't see them leaving. So right. I think Nintendo has a good, a strong enough audience just to, to stay in. It's so. also not like they're struggling either. I mean, like they haven't... It's kind of like what you're saying. They don't have like Smash releases like maybe... PlayStation or Xbox does, but the small releases that they do have, they have a dedicated fan base to support them. Like Breath of the Wild was a huge one. The one after Breath of the Wild was also a huge one, you know, and mm-hmm. they're going to have their support all the time, you know, and again, it's just, it's such a big part of Japan's economy that it's never going to go away. So once again, Xbox, no. Yeah, hopefully. Should be the name of the next console, yeah. Xbox, no. Hopefully they don't actually try that again. Um, there are also emails that they wanted to buy Valve and Warner Brother games, but that's uh, eh. yeah. I don't think. <laughs> I mean, I can see them buying Warner Brothers games. I could, I could, yo, that does like I could see them buying Warner Brothers games, and uh, yeah, that could be a whole thing too. But yeah, is um, on Batman. The, I would think that would be Batman, right? That would be Batman. That would um, be Mike uh, Mortal Kombat. 
Mortal Kombat, uh, the Lord of the Rings games, yeah, yeah. So Lord of the Rings, uh, games, which I mean, oh, Lord of the Rings game. That's a that's a <laughs> lately you can keep those. <laughs> so yeah, uh, let's go to the next point here. This one's pretty quick. Um, I don't think it's necessarily it's whatever. Uh, but that's the. Said that they are in the in the works of possibly doing a remaster for Elder Scrolls Oblivion, Fallout Three, and they might also do a sequel to Dishonored Three, um, or Dishonored Two, Ghostwire Tokyo, and then also that Elder Scrolls Six will not come out for a while, and they announced that game like three three years ago. Um, six years ago. Six years ago. God damn. So. Damn. Basically, not news. <laughs> so that's whatever. Um, yeah. More remakes? What a surprise! Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think the next point. I think there's there's some stuff to touch up on here. So um, there were a lot of emails that talked about how uh, you know the quote direct quote from Phil Spencer. Triple A publishers were slow to react to the disruption of digital storefronts like Steam and the shops built into Xbox. And PlayStation. Um, so basically, this is this is kind of him saying that you know a lot of these game publishers, uh, you know, were basically unable to kind of um, keep up and 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 match the the pace of kind of this more digital thing that's going on. And especially, obviously, with Xbox, they are definitely pushing a more digital thing. Um, you know, there were also some emails that talked about how. Um, basically, uh, they were they were basically stuck in a rut because I think it was not this year, but last year they really didn't have a lot of games that came out just for the Xbox. They tried doing Starfield for last year to save that, but obviously that didn't happen. Can either of you name an Xbox exclusive that came out last year? No. <laughs> 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 it's like you and me have talked about it on multiple occasions. It's just like, yeah. oh, shit, this is coming out for PS5. How's Xbox doing? And we're just like, aww. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of something. I can't, I can't think of. Sh- I can't think of anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Apparently, one of the, some of these emails were from an emergency meeting to figure out how to fill in the gaps. Uh, you know, after they realized that Starfield wouldn't make holiday 2022. And, you know, that's obviously a bit of a bad sign for sure. But also, you know, I do want to say that um, his comment about, uh, kind of speaks to how third-party publishers failed to adapt to digital storefronts and now subscription services um, and are now trying to leverage giant risk investments uh, in 200 to 300 million blockbusters to survive. I'll admit, I don't really know what to make of that comment. But, you know, what I will say is, yes, a lot of stuff is going digital. Uh, and yes, a lot of people are adapting to that digital storefront, but I think trying to trying to neglect it at least now, uh, or trying to speed up that process, I, 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 I and maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe there's a lot of people that go digital, but I feel like people will still go the physical route for for quite a while, at least for the next couple of years. I don't know. Um, so I have. I, I was just talking like about how I still have like CDs or discs for uh, my some PS4 games that I want to play on my PS5, but they're kind of few and far between. And it's just so much easier to just get everything digital. Like, you know, I can just download it overnight and then, oh, I'm playing it now, you know, instead of having to 
wait or like let's say i want to get something shipped like oh you know i gotta wait a week after release just to get that shipped or i have to actually take myself to a brick and mortar store and buy it you know well, I mean, the, the installation is a little bit easier, right? But then I have to switch it out if I want to play a new game, you know, when I can just download it digitally and not have to remove any piece of hardware from another piece of hardware to play a different game. For me, I'd feel more strongly about this if it was like a case of just like, oh, if I pop in the disc and I get to play this game immediately versus, oh, I have to wait to download it. I'm definitely guilty of, hey they don't have it at the store, I'm just going to buy it on the PlayStation Store. I've definitely done that before. I don't feel the general public is the people who are getting most affected by the move from physical to digital. I think that's going to be a big hit for people who are like collectors is to it? have... They won't have the things to collect in the near future, and they're just going to have to hold on to their old stuff and kind of like really mess with that kind of stuff. There's not going to be any new collectibles coming out unless it's like, you know, assuming like physical places will be like, oh, get the code at our store and then you can get the collector's edition physical random stuff. And that's the kind of stuff that they would be going for rather than the games. And then just playing GameStop is going to be hella worried about move because I don't see them just selling like codes, like papers on the wall that have codes. <laughs> you just go to, in like, and you buy a card. The game. Yeah, it's just like I could just do that from the comfort of my home. It's just I don't see GameStop is going to have to turn more into like a hot topic thinking kind of route in, in order to survive, you know? And on the topic of collectors, I can also see it where like collector's editions, those $300 with like they come with like the figures and stuff like that. I can just see them selling like a download code online that you can, you know, redeem on whatever console or PC you use. And then you just get the physical goodies shipped to your house separate from uh, the game. So maybe you might wait a week for like, you know, your figure or whatever the collector's edition comes with, but you'll be able to play the game day one. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's hard. It's hard. I don't know. My PS4 only holds like five games at a time. So <laughs> I, I already have a hard life with this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, well, you know, I remember when you know, we were on the advent of, you know, like the Xbox store and the PlayStation store. And a lot of uh, people were selling us like, oh, guys, you know, we're going to save money because, you know, we don't have to distribute game like physical copies out and we'll save resources. And, you know, it'll be cheaper for these games to be on on a digital storefront. But then, you know, you can go onto the PlayStation store now and like there are some games that have been out for years and they're still like sixty dollars digitally, and you know most of the Dark Souls games are they, like are they ever on sale? No, well sometimes, but <laughs> sometimes, mostly right? No. And also, and and this goes back to anything digital, you know, not just games. In the end, you technically never completely own it, and that's my thing about it. There will be a time where that storefront will disappear, or that version for the PS3 or 360 or whatever it is, it will not be available. And unless you saved it to your hard drive before they took down the store or took down that copy, they can take it away whenever they want. So for me, I'm not saying that digital is bad. I'm just saying that people need to be aware of the drawbacks of, of digital and why we need to have both options. I'll say it's like, do we not have a paranoia right now of just like, oh, you know, I have 
Game Pass and I all my games are on here and all my progress is on there and then the company suddenly dying. Like what happens to all of our games if we went completely digital and Xbox dies and there's no more support for that console? What so, um, hap- what happens to us? I I hear you guys' argument and I'm gonna raise you a Overwatch one. Mm. Yeah. All right, I'll, 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 I'll call. I'll call. Go ahead. <laughs> here's the thing. Um, yes, I understand that. Like nowadays, like back in the day, you know, you bought a game, it was yours. You, and and even now, if you have a working PS2, if you have any PS2 games that aren't all scuffed up, you can still play them. You know. But even if you have like a, a physical copy of a game a day, right? With all the updates and all the online servers. If that game goes offline, it doesn't matter if you have a digital copy or a physical copy. You're not going to be able to play it. You're not going to be able to enjoy it, you know, especially if it's an online only game. Think about like think about Diablo 4. If Diablo 4 just decided to close its servers like Anthem did, people who got a physical copy of Diablo 4 wouldn't be able to play it. Mm-hmm. So like that argument that, um, well, with with 100% digital, we're never really 100%. We don't have 100% ownership of what we're paying for. It's going to happen with physical uh, copies too, because it, the problem isn't digital only. The problem is online only. Yeah. For yeah. somebody like Shrimpy who plays mostly like single player games, do you feel is that a similar thing? Is that due to the updates that he's still going to um, be very dependent on the company? Yes and no, right? Because I think a great example of this is. Uh, a game that's in the news recently is Cyberpunk 2077. You know, I bought that game in 2020, and if you didn't put any updates in that disc, well, first of all, it's a fucking mess. <laughs> Second of all, um, it's a different game than if you were going to download the patch that came out this past Wednesday. But if I only have a physical copy and I don't have internet or the, the company shuts down or for some reason I can't get the update, I'm not getting the real game that uh, I should be getting. Now, <laughs> there's a lot of arguments in that because, yes, uh, that game should have been something else when it first came out, right? But that goes back to the, your point of, you know, yeah, it's a single-player game, but, you know, or like Baldur's Gate 3. If we're going to play that game with all the fucking performance issues um, without the updates, that would really suck. Yeah. That that hinders a per- the, your experience in the game. So, yeah. Even I feel like discs are almost starting to become a a, a a code that the system reads that is like okay here here's your game and here's the updates that that really is what a disc is becoming now so like yes you physically own this game but without that digital component you don't get the updates you don't get all the new stuff xyz so it's it's a it's a mixed bag with that now with the way that things are and 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 you know again the 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 advent of the internet with video games has kind of ruined things because developers can release a game even if it's not completely done or even if something is completely fixed and just be like oh we'll patch it in later so that's just the reality that we're in now yeah do you say that we're concluding that gamers have not fully owned their games since like are they updating in PS3? I don't think they were, right? Uh, oh, no, they were. They were. Like, I remember, PS2, like, you get, then. like, yeah, PS2. Yeah, yeah. We haven't owned our games since the PS2 era. I think I think so the problem fair. has gotten worse. I think, like, you know, I remember in PS3, it wasn't as bad. 
but I but I feel like especially in PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S, whatever you want to call it, I feel like in the past decade we've seen that problem become way worse where people, developers will release a game and you got to download like a 50 gigabyte over like the next year. It's like 50, 60, 70 gigs of of extra data to to fix your game. So, it's gotten worse. I don't think it was as bad before. Nintendo That's has the same problem. Sorry, Just throw that out there. Mm. I have patches. I have patches. Nintendo, Nintendo they're they're better. They're not innocent of that, but like I mean, shit. I feel like whenever Smash drops, I feel like they rarely ever have to make a a fucking patch to to fix stuff. Only when a new character drops, though. Oh, but there's the thing: new characters. You don't get all the characters that, in the box anymore. Would... <laughs> Hey, and, and that's that's kind of what I was gonna. Uh, that's kind of what I was going with. Like DLC, we're not even talking about DLC because right. I, I. And correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know any DLC for any game that releases physically. Mm-hmm. So, like for Nintendo, for example, like uh, this this past Smash, like you're missing almost half the characters. Just if you're not if you're if you're just a completely no internet, solely physical player. You're not getting any of those new DLC characters, and the mm-hmm. same thing for any game that has any type of DLC. You're basically just getting the base game. Yeah, that that's true. That's do you true. think? Do you think uh, this is the format that's required to develop what they develop now, though? Like being able to release a game and be like sixty bucks, and this is the full game. Is that enough to support the companies now, or is the reason that they're doing that an eco- uh, like an economy thing? an economy thing or is it a greed thing yes like most corporations it's a greed thing but yeah i think it's both um yeah i think it's a greed thing for sure depending on like the dlc and the microtransactions that go along with it but i think it's also just the convenience right like not only just for the end user us who are paying for these things but also just the convenience of hey you know what i released something even if it's something like not completely scuffed like cyberpunk like Elden Ring. Elden Ring did a bunch of, you know, little balance uh, tweaks to their game once it released, where it's like, you know what, this game is really good. Everybody agreed it was really good, but they, you know, did some balancing things to make everything a little bit smoother. You know, you can kind of, uh, not streamline, but you can you can perfect your game, even if it's not already bad. You could still, you know, kind of work on it while it's out. Um, yeah. And... Honestly, I I don't see anything wrong with it because even even in situations like Anthem, right? Let's say something happens, the company goes under. If the community is dedicated enough, look look what happened to Terra. Terra shut down its servers last year, I think, or this mm-hmm. year in June. Um, but there are still people keeping up private servers for use for people who st- still want to play Terra. Uh, the club hanging effect. Or the exactly the club penguin <laughs> effect, where it's like if if the if the community is dedicated enough, they will find a way to continue playing their games. I would like a I would like a podcast episode about club penguin later on the line. I just just want to point that out there. Sorry, go ahead, continue. Chris Hansen's gonna come out. Oh, we're gonna say we have to we have to be careful about where we're gonna put that podcast. <laughs> oh God, you're right. No, really quick one. Phil Spencer wasn't impressed by PS5 reveal. Here's a quote. Uh, and this was, I think, the day that the PS5 announced, you know, everything, you know, their console, uh, saying that the Xbox Series X and S is a better product than what Sony has, not just on software, but equally important on the 
oh, sorry, not just on hardware, but equally important on the software platform and services, uh, saying that we have the winning ingredients of a winning plan. Today was a good day for us. And here we are in 2023, and most people have PlayStation. <laughs> I say, it's like, I don't know. You made your system look like a fucking... It, it's, a, it's a black brick. And yeah. then we got Seto Kaiba up in here. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to look at Kaiba straight up. Ain't gonna lie. It literally in, just yeah. saw the PlayStation reveal, and he was like, oh, City Boy's up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean... I mean, and, and, and here's the thing, right? Like, of course, if you're the CEO of, of Xbox or PlayStation, whatever, you know, you do want to you want to invoke the confidence to your people that like, hey, you know what? We've got the better thing. But I don't think that you can deny. And, and, and this is obviously a really bad read <laughs> into the future from Phil. Um, but you cannot deny the the pluses that the PS5 had at launch too, right? Well, you know, and actually, let me rewind that a little bit. Even I was a little skeptical about PS5 when it first dropped because I was like, damn, this shit is $500. Um, you know, I, at the time, I didn't think it did every, anything revolutionary besides like, oh, okay, great. It's a better processor, better power, whatever. But even I was kind of like, oh, shit, I don't know. I don't know uh, if I'm sold. Uh, you know, when they announced it in early 2020 slash late 2019, I don't know if I was uh, immediately sold, you know? You're one of the first people who got one. Okay, I was eventually <laughs> sold, but I'm saying like when they <laughs> when they when they first dropped, I, you know, I had doubts too. Uh, obviously, now <laughs> I feel Enough good about my doubts choice to buy a whole ass bundle. Okay. <laughs> Hashtag the PlayStation bundle. Yeah, we had to we had to get the the goddamn. It was eight hundred dollars or something like that. And we had to get the PS5 with a second controller and uh, the Demon Souls remaster and Miles Morales. And we, we I, um, yeah, that's the one I had to get, unfortunately. I will now, add to this story saying that he was refreshing the page at work constantly. Well, I came to pick him up for lunch. I was waiting in the car for 25 minutes. But here we are. Here we are. We have, we use both controllers. We played the shit out of Demon Souls and Miles Morales. And we still very much use that PS5. So. Personally, I see this as an absolute win. Um, what I'm putting out there, is boys there wasn't as much hesitancy <laughs> as I think you're putting out there. Okay, I know. But basically, uh, I'm sure Phil's sort of eating those words today. So, <laughs> point out. And I feel like just marketing, from a marketing standpoint, you kind of have to have that mentality too. It's like, mm -hmm. and, and I feel like that's a very Western way of looking at it where it's like oh yeah that that's cool but we're still great you know <laughs> yeah like, we're yeah, still yeah, better sure. that is very western yeah for sure for sure mm -hmm. um you know definitely you know with 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 these companies overseas maybe they might not express that they think their product is better but they're definitely they tend to be usually more respectful right they never have to have the sense of like let me talk about the other product to make my product look better that's that's very american for sure so. Aren't there old commercials like that where Xbox and PS, like PlayStation and Xbox are like doing that? Or am I thinking Windows and Apple? <laughs> Windows and Apple for sure. But I think my favorite was when the PS4 announcement happened and they had, so they, you know, they did the PS4 launch stream, right? They were showing off PS4. And at one point, and this is after the Xbox uh, One was revealed, 
they had a little video during the stream called how to share your uh, pre-owned games on the PS4. About. And that it just amazing. shows two people handing each other a disc. <laughs> Oh wow! Because that was during the that was during the controversy where it's like, oh, if you wanna if you wanna share games, you have to like the other person has to pay something and like yes. you're, you're, yep. you're basically you're basically DRM selling a them a licensing fee. Yep, you're selling them a, right. a licensing fee for them God. to be able to play it. It made yeah. it like super complicated, and everyone was like, what What is this? Yeah, I'm surprised they thought that idea was gonna fly on the Xbox One, and that that definitely hurt the sales for sure like that that's why ps4 won that generation too um because the xbox one had such a rough launch i'm going to share a photo in our discord chat that way you guys can kind of see what i'm talking about here um so this is a leaked uh i guess it's probably like a like a powerpoint slide can you guys see it yeah okay it's not Um, the new console well, no, well, horribly all digital. <laughs> well, well, well. So this is a concept slide of the of the new Xbox Series X that might be released next year. You know, it's called uh, Codename Brooklyn. They always like using code names for this stuff. But if you if you look at it, I don't see no fucking disk drive on there. Well, it's adorably all digital. <laughs> yeah, it's, in, it's in the title. Um. Yeah, so Brooklyn wrong. Yeah, yeah, I think that's part of the point. I think they. I'm annoyed. So you know, you you guys can read the bullet points, or you guys can look up the bullet points if you're listening. But you know, uh, this is the Series X, so it's still gonna be five hundred dollars. But you know, it's gonna have faster Wi-Fi, reduced power, more storage. Um, but you know, it's gonna be smaller, and it's gonna be completely digital. So now. You're getting that digital experience for the same price of, of charging for a disk drive. Um, I think this is such a super interesting slide here um, because, like, you know, I, I'm sure all these points are great and, and everything here is good, but it's just so interesting to see that Xbox, they really, they're really done with, with physical. They're ready to go digital. That, like, you know, they want to bank on the Game Pass. They want to bank on their storefront. They want to go 100% digital. Their whole, like, spiel, like, their whole, like, oh, we are the best because, look, we are always looking toward the future. And also, guys who are, like, you know, bachelors, but they want women to think that they're really mature, make sure that our gaming consoles don't look like gaming consoles. Make sure they look like little black bricks <laughs> that could be anything. It's just like it'll blend into every apartment, make it look sleek and modern. It's like, is that is that the thing that Xbox does? It's just like, see, toward the future. You know, that's that that just seems like their whole spiel, which is usually the bad guy in the movies, by the way. And that's nothing to say that that kind of the first thing I thought about when I saw it was the uh, the monolith from two thousand one, The Space Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a big Alexa, though. Does you, Microsoft? Yeah, I'm gonna increase my Wi-Fi. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, hey, that that's always good. And 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 we mentioned this earlier. It always happens, right? There's always gonna be a pro or a slim or some kind of refresh that happens. Um, Usually, the systems get smaller and faster. You know, that's usually the trend. Um, So, and and this is following that. But it's interesting. It's an interesting concept. And again, just to reinforce the digital only thing so 
Just to reiterate, though, this is a refresh of the Xbox Series X, not the next-gen console, correct? Or are they trying correct. to pass this is it not, as the next-gen This next is not next-gen. This is not next-gen. This is just a refresh. This is this is like their Xbox Series X Slim. Are they feeling a bit tone-deaf about the fact that people spent the extra money for the disk drive in trying to sell this as one without a disk drive and saying, oh, but it's better? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's the same price. It's the same I, price. I, 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 I feel like, like part of the reason for a refresh is like, hey, you know, let's scoop up some more sales. Let's cut off, like, even if they cut off, like, I don't know, $50. I would prefer if they cut off 100 from the X, but even if it was, like, $50, at least it'd be like, okay, you know, it, it, it's a refresh. It's a slim, but it's the same price for slightly better features, but then you don't get it to strive. Yeah, see, it would have been good if they made it 400 because then it would have been that, that you know, combined effort right. of the S and yes. X. It's just like, no yes. disk drive, but good performance. There you exactly. go. We finally, we finished up, you know? We finished <laughs> up this generation with that, how we were supposed to. But they're still charging 500 for it is freaking nutty. Well, I think what they're doing is that they're sacrificing the disk drive for more storage. Because like right now I'm I, I have an issue with my PlayStation Five right, or it's one terabyte, but like I can't hold more than like four or five games, and I need to basically cough up another two hundred dollars on top of what I paid for my PlayStation to increase it. Even if I was gonna just increase it by two terabytes, that's like another one hundred and fifty I gotta drop. Mm. So you're saving yourself that one hundred and fifty for the ex the the extended storage that you would buy at the expense of no disk drive. Yeah, but one terabyte. Yeah, but even when it's like one terabyte more, like for the, for the PlayStation, it's one terabyte. But if I were to have to get an SSD that's two terabytes, I'm just increasing it by one, but I'm still paying 150. Oh, so wait, wait, wait. do you have the diskless version? No, I have the disk version. Oh, but, but I, you have I a one terabyte hard drive to... installed. Uh, well, it's the it's the default hard drive because it's it, it it comes with one terabyte. Out of the box, oh, I'm being uh slow. Yep, thank you. Yeah, and 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 if I were to like get an SSD, two terabytes, that doesn't that 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 replaces the memory that it came with, right? Uh, or is it adding? I I think I think it depends. It because like you know like if you if you put in like an external hard drive um you know basically you can start saving games and it'll usually you can pick like i want to save it to the original one terabyte or you can save it to the two terabyte so but i had to ask because i i feel like if i'm not mistaken when we when i booted up the ps5 all the like the software that was built into the system you only actually have like 700 gigs to work with after everything said yeah. and done <laughs> mm-hmm and that's not counting the 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 software updates for the PlayStation. Oh my god, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, you know, uh shit, I'm not going to lie though. Yeah, 2 terabytes on this refresh, that's that's 2 terabytes is pretty good. Um that's a lot of games. Aren't I going to be streaming them anyway? True, true. That's another point. That's another <laughs> point. <laughs> so, to follow up on the refresh, uh, there was also a slide that showed off a potential new controller. Um, this one's called Sabeel, like uh, Divinity 2. How ironic that they, you know, 
<laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. So it's a this is the refresh controller idea that they had, and they're actually talking about things like haptic feedback, like the PS5 controller. Because when I I remember when they started talking about haptic feedback on PS5, I was like, oh okay, you know, it's whatever. And on some games, it's whatever. Other games, I'm like, okay, I actually quite like the haptic feedback. It, it, the PS5 controller is great. I think I think it's a it's a great evolution for that controller. I like it, etc. The Xbox Series S, like the whatever the default controller, is literally the same thing as an Xbox One controller. I I cannot tell the difference between besides the D-pad. So this is kind of like Xbox's answer to the PS5 um, controller that you guys can see here. I need to compare the picture of like an old Xbox controller because does is it not it's still the same, right? It it's looks the same. The it's not end. it's yeah, it's not two tone. <laughs> That's the difference, but forgot to they forgot to finish dipping it. <laughs> I'm hoping it's more durable and heavier too. It says durable on here, but you know, I feel like everyone says that. Um uh, but then there's also this this big thing of um lift to wake. Does the P- you guys know does the PS5 controller do that where if you lift it it wakes up? I don't think it does that, right? No. Far, maybe it does. I, I don't know, but because it says here that but like, imagine like your cat knocks down your controller. <laughs> I was just about to say yeah, because like let's say I'm trying to move one. I'm I'm already using one controller, right? And I'm trying to move one out the way to like grab some chips or whatever. Does that automatically and connect? And now, you know, I'm getting my cheeks clapped by Moog because a screen popped up in my face that I didn't want it to. <laughs> I hope there's a switch for it. So, like, yeah, uh, on mode versus off mode, don't do that. If the TV turned on every single time I moved the TV controller, I would be blinded perpetually. That'd be problematic. Yeah. Oh, that shit in my sleep. <laughs> I was just going to say, I feel like they're already as convenient as they're going to get, right? Because, I mean, it, it, it's getting to the point where you can use your controller to turn on the PS4 and turns on the TV at the same time. Mm. And I feel like it's it's a deliberate action to just press the PlayStation button to turn everything on at the same time. I don't mm-hmm. really need to lift it to do that. So it's funny you mentioned that because part of the discussion on this controller, um, if you look on the top left, um, they have this Play Anywhere uh, highlight direct to cloud. So there were talks that this Xbox controller would eventually be able to like stream to your TV. So, you know, that way you don't have to like move the system around in your house. If you want to play a different TV, you can just like go to a different TV and you just start playing because the controller is there. So, you know, speaking of convenience for speaking of built-in features there's that right there i don't know how they would get that to work necessarily but you know kind of a cool feature i i, I can see the use of that you know we we see a lot of those kinds of features and in, in a lot of gaming shit today but again um they want to they want to keep reinforcing the cloud they want to keep reinforcing streaming um so it's not surprising that they want to kind of put that foot forward Looks weird. I think it's a. I think that would be kind of <laughs> cool, but at the same time, that seems like very much a. I still have my parents kind of feature. Oh yeah. What? Not to. No, I, it's just like just move your console. Yeah, I, I can see what I can see what Bubble is saying because like, 
I can see you like like the the PlayStation connected to like the main room, right? Then your dad comes in and is like, I want to watch soccer. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> That's the exact out. situation. And they're head. like, oh, but dad, you know, I'm in the middle of beating Moog. And he's like, yeah, what's a Moog? And now you have to go to your room. <laughs> it's okay. I'll go play on the basement TV. Hopefully the signal's good enough. It's like, it is, um, you're, you're risking... Because then it's like a whole other wireless connection that needs to work for you to do this in another room. And it's just... I find it more inconvenient to deal with any connection issues than it is to unplug and replug. Or Mm. a reliable gameplay. Mm -hmm. Especially, once again, if you're very cloud-dependent, you already have that connection that you need work. And now you need the Bluetooth connection from your game to your TV, I'm assuming. And that needs to stream from the Xbox elsewhere in the home. It's just that's too many through-the-air connections to give you a gaming experience that could be unreliable, that anything could mess up and it could make it unreliable. Mm-hmm. And that is personally not appealing to me. I can see how it's appealing to others. And especially, obviously, if it works, like, if they made it so that way, it's like, it's not an issue. It's really good. Oh, man, that's pretty cool. I just wouldn't have thought of it as a necessary feature for myself. That's that's to say nothing of, like, if it's already connected to a different TV and you try to go to another TV and then you accidentally stream to the TV it's already connected in. Oh, I'd be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> First world problems. Straight up. (laughs) I want to point out uh, in section 2C where you said durable and reliable, it is only specifically talking about the thumbstick. Um, I need that to say that about the whole ass controller because you know Xbox players, like, they fucking love their Call of Duty and they love throwing the controller when they mad. (laughs) This one needs to survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one needs to survive. You're going to put all this power into a controller. That would be an amazing commercial if they were just throwing the Xbox at like a crash dummy wall, like run a car into it and it's still alive. It's just like, there you go. Our next gen controller. <laughs> that, that would be pretty good. They are pretty good. I would convince people. Last last major bullet point um, here. And uh, I'm, I'm just going to be lazy. This is this is from an article from Engadget.com um, talking about how the next gen Xbox could be a cloud hybrid console. Um so apparently the next gen Xbox will come should be coming around in 2028 uh, and expected to support cloud hybrid games. There's also an implication that the next generation Xbox will have an always online requirement for certain games, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Again, I'm not too surprised by this and there are already some games that are online always like Diablo. Because if I'm not mistaken, even if you want to play by yourself, don't you have to be online to play Diablo? It's it's a, it's an MMO light. Yeah. Yeah. Again, uh, just quoting this article, it's entirely plausible that there will be a sizable digital divide by 2028, which could prevent some folks in rural areas or other regions with poor internet access from properly being able to play games on Microsoft's next major console. And that is actually a really great point. And, you know, we were just kind of talking about the back and forth of, digital versus physical and, and the benefits and, and all that. But that's something I forgot too. I mean, you know, I, sometimes you don't have good internet or sometimes you don't live in a place that has it. So 
kind of a soul there. Yeah, it, I, and and I feel like that's one of the things that is a little bit. I don't want to say it's moving backwards because I can see the benefits to it, but it, it and it's not even like if you have good or bad internet, right? I mean, like look at Diablo's launch. Like if if the company is having server issues, yeah. you're having <laughs> yeah. server issues, right? I'll once again put out the fact that it's just like I don't like necessary the the unnecessary additions to put something um in a state of you know this could mess up and this could mess up and that could mess up my gaming experience like right. even the thing where it's like i buy a game i play game i get patch i download patch i play game it's like the patch isn't continuously downloading as i'm playing it's downloaded now i can play it the idea that if there's a storm outside or there's a bad connection servers are down etc there's so many more factors that could impact my gaming experience and make me have a bad day and you know it's just like when it's raining outside the first thing i do is turn on my ps4 because now i'm staying inside and i'm gaming the last thing i want is that the storm is affecting that like i would be pissed i don't i personally don't like the direction of games perpetually being online based or online required yeah, and then like all imagine all the people that called off the first day releases <laughs> that couldn't play because of server issues, like Ugh. Overwatch two, like Overwatch? Diablo four. <laughs> like I remember, like I I was I was gonna stream Overwatch two, and we couldn't because we couldn't get on, and and it wasn't just the um, server issues, but it was also that that really dumb. Um, you have to have a phone number, and you have to have oh a phone number God. that isn't. Mm-hmm. Like, I was almost ready to jump back in too, and I, I, I was completely turned off by the phone number thing. I'll be honest. They really did say like, if you're poor, we don't want you to play our game. <laughs> like prepaid phones, like bro. Yeah, like fuck we don't you. need you, brokey. <laughs> and God, I, I miss you know. Uh, I'll put it out there. It's just like when I heard Overwatch Two and the update thing. I was just like, uh, because I paid. $60 five years ago for this game and I get my little like winter events and my little summer events anniversary events there's a little stuff that they add in a new character like once a year I was like all right banging cool and if I it's like the only thing the company was just like hey loot boxes and I'd be like nah I don't want to buy a loot box other people buy a loot box all right whatever now I still play the game but now it's just like hey do you want any new skins or anything new or anything you want anything? Ten dollars. <laughs> I wish it was ten dollars. Random months allotments of ten dollars. Ten dollars. Now it's gonna be like, oh, you want this character early? Twenty dollars. You want this skin? Twenty. Buying. I. I. And I've never been part of the community that does this. So being introduced into this concept of just like, hey, you like this skin? Twenty dollars. I was like, are you twenty real in life dollars? <laughs> like I can't play a bunch of matches and unlock this skin. Like, like, like the game, like the real gamer I am, like a gamer pro, like I'll play again enough of the game, like unlock the skin. I have to pay 20 real life dollars for a digital skin and then it doesn't do anything except for like, oh, it's a first person shooter. I see the changes (laughs) in my weapon in my left hand. That is it. It doesn't even change your reload animation. You get one extra voice line. This concept is fucking nutty. Sorry, I got really passionate for a second there. But it it, it happens only because um other people 
obviously perpetuate the the system. I mean, the Overwatch 2, yes, that they do that, but we've seen it in Fortnite. We've seen it in Valorant. Uh, I'm pretty sure Apex or some of the other big games do it too. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, doesn't Warzone charge if you want to be fucking uh, Homelander or Starlight? Like, you can't just, like, unlock that, Minaj. right? Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Destiny also has you constantly playing to pay on like uh, the, mm-hmm. the the Coliseum thing. I forgot what it's called. I don't play Destiny anymore. Well, the, the DLCs uh, are expensive. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm the, really mad because yeah. I don't. I I did not want to play Call of Duty anymore. But like for their Halloween event, they're releasing a skin for Alucard from Helsing, and I was like, oh. that's not fair. <laughs> so you will be reinstalling the 150 gigabyte Call of Duty Warzone, <laughs> which means I'm gonna be deleting half my game library, bro, because I don't have an Xbox refresh. <laughs> so I, I, I guess I guess all that being said, I'd love to hear. Does after learning what you learned today, does this change your opinion of Xbox and or Microsoft? I mean, can I put it just on Xbox and Microsoft? Do we even know? Like, they got leaked with this information, but we don't know if PlayStation is saying very similar things, you know? Absolutely. To be fair, Absolutely. like, about the... My most concerning thing is the online... What's the word I'm looking at? Dependency of the future consoles. But there's nothing saying that PlayStation isn't also doing that. We just haven't had their leaks <laughs> about Correct. it. So. Correct. I can't fully judge Xbox on it, but I will fully judge them for not looking up Baldur's Gate. <laughs> the biggest crime out of all these leaks, honestly. Yeah, fuck you, bro. Look it up. He called it. They called it a Stadia game. I know. That was that funny. But it, I think it's ironic now that, that they I called understand it a Stadia the insult, game. How dare you? Right. But the irony is that they called it a Stadia game while they're basically re-releasing the Stadia. <laughs> you heard it here folks um but you know what though you know what though i mean same idea right it, it, it's a it's a pure streaming cloud thing and you know microsoft wants to get in on that hustle um so yeah i mean uh now now i'm sure we could talk about how google probably didn't market it or or the timing was bad or whatever but I mean, yeah, Microsoft basically wants to do the same thing. Um, so, it, 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 I mean, it, when you, when we bring that point up about the Baldur's Gate 3, it really is interesting just to see kind of like how out of the loop some of the heads are. Now, I will say, uh, Phil Spencer does, I, I, if I actually remember correctly, I think he is actually, actually a gamer. He's like way more of a gamer than the guy who owns PlayStation. Uh, what's his face? I don't know his name, but like th- you could tell that man don't play video games. But Phil Spencer is is a, is... As much of a gamer as a CEO of a company could be, it, it's just surprising that that the particular game kind of went over his head. But you know, what I, kind of games does he play? Like sports games or like Call of Duty only? He's too busy playing that Nicki Minaj skin. <laughs> <laughs> I I heard that he plays uh, Fallout seventy six. He would play seventy six. <laughs> <laughs> I. <laughs> Okay, so he has bad taste. Got it. Oh, <laughs> look, look. That game got better, though. It, uh, yeah, it did. 
but Doesn't it was matter. the same issue of release it. Okay, y'all y'all don't like it. Uh, okay, we'll 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 fix it in a year. <laughs> it's just yeah. the same. Like, no, don't like being. I don't like the feeling of being betrayed in that manner. No, but no, for sure. For on sure. the defense of the CEO, in terms of like the the whole gaming aspect of it, it's just like that. Well, not in defense, but more like to explain it. If he's not into the genre that Baldur's Gate is as a gamer, and you talk shit, like is it is like probably in a system to do that versus PlayStation One being like, well, how is it going? Because I don't, I don't have a big opinion on this, so I need other people's opinion. That man can form his own opinion, and if it's based on the games that he plays and he doesn't like the genre, that explains why he's talking shit. Mm, for sure, for sure, yeah, because uh, you know. I what I feel like when a lot of people think Xbox, like the first thought is like Halo or Gears of War or Forza, you know, very oh, more mainstream kind of games, you know. Forgot about right. Gears when you were talking about exclusives. Did Gears Five ever come out? I totally missed if that came out. Did that come out I last year? Think we, this we generation got a Gears game. Oh my god! I don't remember a recent Gears game. <laughs> Shit. They got they got twelve minutes. Right? Was it that? Was that the game? Oh, um, well, that was just on Game Pass. That's on that's on PC too, though. Oh, uh, oh, that's not even. Uh, I give up. <laughs> to be fair, a lot of their exclusives are on PC too now. And PlayStation's going the same way. I mean, like, actually, to be fair, to be fair, how many games on PlayStation are only on PlayStation now? Bloodborne. Bloodborne. God of War still. God of War's in like, P- Well, I know the first God of War, and I think Ragnarok is either on PC or on the way to PC. Mm. So at least we still we still get the the exclusive initially, like. But the and, right, but but here's the thing, right? Yes, a lot of these games that are on PS5 only become PC, but let's think of it as like I only own a PlayStation or I only own an Xbox. If you only own an Xbox, then you really are like, well, like, shit. Like, when I look at what the PlayStation side has, like, that's pretty nice. I can't play Spider-Man. I can't play God of War. I can't play The Last of Us. I can't play, you know, all of these games. And, like, you know, I maybe I don't have a PC. Maybe I don't have a good PC to run it. That's why I have a console, right? That's why a lot of people have a console. Because I don't want to buy an expensive PC or don't want to build one. And I want something that's, like, plug and play. I'm ready to go. So when you think of it in that sense, you know, Xbox really needs to, they need to step up their library. Um, I think, I think Starfield's great, but it's not going to, it's not going to, you know, save your, your system. So. Except also, when everyone knows that Damien Haas is the main character. <laughs> <laughs> and we love, we stand Damien Haas in this household. That's true. That's true. That's true. Who? <laughs> yeah. he's a smosh dude that we follow i love damien from smosh. And, and he voices one of oh. the um he's in the beginning of the game and he's like you can hire him as a crewmate but uh yeah oh. i was gonna say too i feel like if you get an xbox and you only get an xbox you, you kind of know what you're getting yourself into you know the kind of games you want to play yeah yeah like, i don't think anybody who only has an xbox is feeling too bad about not being able to play Spider-Man or Horizon or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like most people who own an Xbox, you know, me included, um, you get it so you can get to just get on Game Pass. 
you know, like uh, it's a great deal. I mean, as low as 10 bucks a month and there's a good library of games. I mean, you have that stuff. If you have the upgraded game pass, you can play the EA access stuff. Like, you know, you can play like all the Assassin's Creed games or all that. Like it, there's a good library on there for a monthly for a monthly fee and you know yeah like depending on how you buy games when i think about it i bought so many 70 dollars games this month you know yeah if I were, if they were on game pass i probably could have saved a good amount of money at least you got the disc and the disc looks pretty yeah i had a bunch of, <laughs> had a bunch of boxes now which is good it's great so <laughs> All in all, I'm still going to play Starfield. Solid 7 out of 10. I will say it's kind of crazy that uh, that one dude emailed PlayStation about Alana playing Starfield. Remind me what that was again. So Alana has been... Um, she's been streaming Starfield a lot. Oh, yeah. Alana and, Pierce, for anyone who doesn't know. Like, yes, Seth. Alana Pierce. She, uh, she's been... she. Used to be on uh, Funhouse. Now she works for um, Santa Monica Studios, which is owned by Sony. Uh, and she uh, she's been playing Starfield a lot. So one of the PlayStation fanboys emailed PlayStation talking about some. This is unprofessional. Uh, it shows a lack of company loyalty. You should fire her. And it's like, bro, it's not that deep. <laughs> it's like it's a game. Yeah, I think you're allowed to to play video games even if you don't work for that company that's like saying that's like saying like you know i work for um i work for toyota but like um i'm gonna go out and buy a hyundai and then i go to jail <laughs> right that's why wouldn't you because they have genesis coops that's true that's true <laughs> all right well you know what? i think we're good there guys i think we're gonna wrap this one up if you've been listening to this one thanks for listening i don't know what we're gonna talk about next time i don't even know when it's coming out but uh, whatever platform you're listening to on this, be sure to uh, subscribe. Uh, I think you do that on Spotify or our iTunes or whatever. So whatever the button is that next to our profile, just click it so that way you know when we get another podcast out. And it'll be more gaming shit, so there you go. Please click all the buttons, make everything red. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, click all the buttons, make it red, don't click undo, so. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, thank you all for for listening, and uh, we'll uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you guys. Goodbye. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty. I like that. I like that. That's pretty good. Any chips?